Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. Uh, I am excited to be here today. Uh, as Pastor Jody said, I am Stephen Daniel, my full name, for those of you who don't know me, because I know it's after COVID, we have some different faces. I am Stephen. It always echoes when I do this. I think Joe does this on purpose. Like, he doesn't like the sound of my voice. He's like, no, let's give it a little bass to it so he's going to add some echo. But I am Stephen Cornelius Peter Daniel. The, all right, I am Stephen Cornelius Peter Daniel. I was born and raised in Detroit. I'm a son of Felix and BJ Daniel or Brenda Jean Daniel. Um, I have my lovely wife is sitting over here. Her name is Pearl. You know, they say behind every good man is a great woman. I believe behind me is a woman looking at me like, what is this boy going to say next? So that's my wife. Uh, We've been married now for 14 years. I have two kids. My daughter, Ella, is back there. um, And my son is in elementary. My daughter also looks at me the same way Pearl does. Um, She actually said yesterday, I'm glad most of my friends will be working in kids so they won't have to hear this message. There's no telling what I'm going to say. All right. Now that we've got some of those introductions out the way, we're in a series. It's a spiritual war series. We're talking about the armor of God, but it really is a spiritual war series where Paul uses things that we can relate to to describe what it is we're up against. And so I know we've heard some of the other pieces of armor, and today we're going to look at the shield of faith. I want to read the scripture to you. I want to give you some questions, and we're going to ask you those questions. And I'm just going to keep this real casual. I'm not, going to, I'm not a theological person. I don't think that deep sometimes. If you, like, if you think about a pool, I'm more, I stay on the shadow end a lot of times. Every now and then I may tip my water because I'm black. You know, black people can't swim. But I tip my water. That's messed up that you're laughing because you know some of it's true. But I can swim. Just want to say that. I'm like a dolphin. Okay. Today we're just going to tip our water a little bit in the deep end because I just want to show you how Paul uses actual things and then relate it to the physical. We, our uh, text is found in uh, Ephesians chapter 6, and we're going to read it. You can read it, follow along on the board, or you can open your Bible, or uh, if you're a young person, you probably open your phone, uh, download the app because you don't have the app either, you heathens. All right, <laughs> Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to read verse 10 through 18. <clears throat> he says this. Paul is writing. He says, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. This is a key verse for this whole series. For we are not fighting, sorry, for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in time of the evil. Then after the battle, you'll still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on your belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes... Put on peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all this, 
Hold up your shield of faith. That's what we're talking about today. To stop the fiery arts, arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet. Take up the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. And also, we need to not forget this, which is pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this day. This message, help us to leave, have it understood, and learn what it is you want us to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. Today we're talking about the shield of faith. And I want to answer three simple questions. Number one is, what's a shield? Number two is, what is faith? And number three is, how does a shield of faith apply to you and me as believers? So number one, very simple, what's a shield? You know, I grew up in the hood, and in the hood you see shields everywhere. And how you know you were entering the hood, some of you guys don't know what I'm talking about when I say hood. The ghetto, the low-income areas, how you know you enter into these areas, not just by what it looks like on the, on the road. You know, you go from clean area to graffiti all over the walls, or you ride down the street, burnt down houses, or you got lots, 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 one house, lots, 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 another house. I grew up in that area. And when you went to the gas stations, the grocery stores, McDonald's, what you saw was a shield that blocked you from the person that you were trying to buy food from. So there's all types of shields. This, this plexiglass shield was literally like four or five inches thick, and then they had a, a rotating glass door that you'll put your money in, they'll flip it in, you grab the money to put your food in, and return it. It's been like that. That's how you know you're in the hood. That's one form of shield. Another form of shield, Asher, will you pick up a shield? Another form of shield would be um, what you guys wear a lot. You've seen them uh, now that we've been in Corona. They have these, plexi, these plexiglasses at the uh, post office to protect you. It, I don't know what it's really protecting. You're so, look, it's so handsome. Thank you, Asher. So, we're so glad you're leaving. I'm sorry. I'm totally joking. I love you, man. You got the plexiglass shields at the store now. You see them all over the place because it's supposed to uh, protect you from the virus. Thank God. If it, oh, I'm so glad that this one sheet with opening on the side and bottom protects all the airflow. Sorry. Um, you have all types of shield, but they also have shields that were made for battle. I know Asher brought this shield up, and this is a homemade uh, shield that uh, Joey made when he was like three, right? It protected his whole body at the time, so picture me, Joey, at three, right? They had the shield that Paul was referring to, was shield that they had for battle, for war. And actually, the one that Paul referred to even in those times, was actually the full body shield. And what they would do when they would go to war is, they, were found out, they found out that the king that they were battling with would often shoot arrows. And you guys probably saw the movies where they build a shield wall, right? And so they'll go back to back, line up next to each other, over above. They'll put their shield, these full body armor shield, so they can stand behind it, protect them from the arrows. And sometimes, a lot of times, they'll also light that arrow on fire, when they shoot it. And oftentimes, in this shield, it's actually a two-layer shield. Three layers, really. It's two layers of wood, another layer of leather, and they'll soak it in water. This four-foot shield, I want to say it's two-something two foot uh, shield across. And they'll soak it in water so that when you shoot the arrows against it, the fiery arrows against it, they can easily combat. You know the word. It won't affect them. I'm sorry. The water protects them. You get what I'm saying, right? But it's, 
it was a tactic that you would use to protect yourself from the arrows that came in. That's what the shield is. And actually defined it as, as this. It's a, a broad piece of metal or another substance, uh, suitable material held with stripes or a handle attached to one side used as a protection against arrows, missiles, or other things. That's what a shield is. You often seen it in movies. They put a force field around things. Captain America. I know some of you ladies are like, oh yeah, Captain America. Yeah, calm down. Right? Shield. You understand what a shield is. It's a protection. But what is faith? Now, I used to believe faith was just simply what you believe. And I, I'm not getting away from that. But I think it's more than just what you believe. Because even the, even the devils and demons believe Jesus. And yet they don't have faith in Jesus. So I think it's more than just belief. And I think James helped to define what faith looks like. Because you've got to add your belief with something else to really combine to make faith. And so we're going to pick it up in James chapter 2 so we can understand what faith really looks like. Because I can't define it clearly. I know they have definitions, a constant outlook of trust and dependency towards God. And I get that, but I think it's more than just a constant outlook of trust and dependency towards God. I feel like if you're really walking in faith, you actually have action that moves you to do something. So that's what real faith is. So let's see what Paul, I mean, what he says, not Paul, what James has to say in James chapter 2. Verse 14 says this. This is all NLT because I like this translation. It breaks it down for the stupid dummies in the world like me. It says this. What good, is, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm, and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? I'm pausing right there because I want you to see this. I, thought th- I had a picture when I read this the other day. I thought of my wife and my kids. And my kids often say, Mama, I'm hungry. And my wife feeds them. To my surprise, whatever they want. They can say, Mama, I want French toast. Oh, baby, I'll make that right up for you. Mama, I want uh, filet mignon. Sure thing, honey. Like, we could have spaghetti cooked on the stove. Stevie can go, Mama, you know what? I don't feel like spaghetti. I want pancakes. This woman will cook them pancakes. I'm black. We ate whatever we had. I know some of you guys were spoiled. I'm talking about where I was raised. If the food was on the table, that's what you ate. There There was none of that. So if you didn't want what was on the table, you just didn't eat. So when I saw this verse, I thought of my wife because I thought about, oh, what good is it if you actually see your child who wants something to eat and you do nothing about it? Relate these things in the Bible to what you're doing through. What good is it if you see a person on the street that has no food and they say, give me some food? You say, oh, I hope you get some food. Have a great day. <laughs> right? That does no good. That's what he's talking about. He's breaking it down so you see this. Actually, if you see somebody's hungry, faith says, you're hungry? Let me go get you some food. You go get them some food, here's your food. That's the actual transaction of faith. Keep reading. I don't even know where I left off, but that's okay, you do. Ah, what good does it that you say, uh, so you see faith in this, <laughs> let's try it again. We're going to pick up where it says, uh, food, 
food and clothing. I don't have the numbers on my verse. That's the problem. On here, I don't have the numbers. So, here we go. And so, you say, okay, or we go here. And so you see, faith itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless. So you see, faith in this, oh, I already said that. Bear with me. Now, someone may argue, some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can, I, uh, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith, for you believe that there is one God, good for you. Even the demons believe this, and they, are, they still tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without deeds is useless? Some translation says that faith without works is dead. I want to define faith like this for us. I feel like it's belief plus action. As we look at it, as we try to really put our mind around this, I realize there's more than just, it's more than just believing. It's actually putting action, works, good deeds behind what you do. And I know some of you guys are here like, you know what? But the Bible says uh, we are saved by grace, not of works. Yes, you're absolutely true. Gold star for you. (laughs) But... If you're going to act on what you heard from the word, you're going to have to do something about it. It's, it's not good enough just to read the Bible. You got to do something with it. Now, let's answer this question now. It really is, how do we use it? This shield of faith that we have. We understand that there's a shield in the natural. We understand there's a faith in the spiritual. Now, how did he relate this shield of faith and say, you need to apply this to your own life? Here's the deal. When I was younger, I, I've been up here many times, and I say, often say, my mama said I look good. But that's the truth. My mama said I look good. Um, and what she did at a young age affected me for the rest of my life. She told me I look good. She would often say, boy, you look so good. You look just like your daddy. Sorry. Ah, you suck. Sorry. My father went to be with the Lord this, uh, this year, earlier this year. I apologize. But she would tell me, boy, you look good. You are so handsome. You look so good. She would often tell me this. So that it didn't matter if a female came up who I had a crush on told me I look ugly. It wouldn't affect me one bit. The arrow... That would often try to come up against me. If somebody would say, hey, Stephen, you ugly. I'm like, you ain't got to worry about that. I already know with confidence. My mama said I look good. So whatever you're saying is bouncing off me. As you say, I'm rubber, you're glue. Whatever bounces off me sticks back onto you. That's what would happen. I had that wall that was already formed that no matter what they said was bouncing right off. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything. All they could do was speak a lie because I believed a truth that was implanted in my life. From young age by my mama. Y'all, y'all not catching this. I'm about to get my Holy Ghost Baptist. <sighs> y'all not catching this. Listen. How faith works is you have to believe a truth that you heard from your parent, which is your father God, and plant it in your life. So that no matter what someone says, whatever lie the enemy speaks against that truth, it's a wall that protects you. The shield of faith 
is your first line of defense in this spiritual warfare. No matter what the devil tells you, he's going to try to lie to you and tell you you're incompetent. He's going to try to lie to you, tell you you can't do this. He's going to try to lie to you. Stop. If you ever told yourself as a grown adult, I don't think I can do this. That's a lie. If if you've ever believed in your heart that, you know what, this is impossible. That's a lie. How do I know this? Because God says in his word, what's impossible with man is possible with God. If you don't have the truth of God's word, that wall which builds faith, you're going to believe all these lies. It's going to affect the rest of your life. Maybe you have believed. Maybe you have believed that eating healthy is good. But you haven't put faith behind it. I know some of you guys are like, don't, don't, don't go there. Don't go there. I'm going there. You have believed that. I believe that working out does a body good. Lord Jesus, I believe that if I eat right, I will look handsome and strong and have the muscles like Jesus. I believe these things, but no. It's more than just believing it. You got to put some actions behind it. That means you got to get up in the morning and work out. That means you got to eat healthy. Instead of buying that double waffle with cheese and bacon, you guys know I like it. Instead of buying that double waffle with cheese and bacon, you need to go ahead and get some vegetables. <sighs> some fish. Whew. And I'm not talking about fried potatoes and fried catfish. I'm talking about grilled, baked. You get what I'm saying? If you really believe in saving your money and budgeting is going to get you to the financial freedom that you, you want, you need to put some action behind it. It's not enough just to believe it. I know that I can be a millionaire. I believe it full heartedly, but I haven't had the faith to do it because I still go spend money and buy shoes. I feel like I'm putting myself on blast right now. That's my fault. I just, I just want us to, be, let's just be real. Like, I know we see the Bible as this big, fancy words with all these deep meanings, but God tried to put it simple for us. He used a shield of faith for a reason, to realize that you're in a spiritual warfare. There is an enemy, and that enemy only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And how he does this is by shooting fiery darts of the arrows of lies, deceptions. Look at the original deception. When he had Eve in the garden, he lied to her. He twisted God's words. He made her look at it differently. And when you do that, that arrow that came against you, you now took it in and you now in harm. But let's break this down even more. Because here's what I realized. This shield is not, it's useless if I don't pick it up. One of the things I realized is, in the shield of faith, if I don't pick this shield up, it does me no good. We're all in the battle, but we have been believing lies our whole life because we haven't actually picked this shield up. Let me explain. Here's what I pictured. A bunch of people are going, people, a bunch of men are going off for war back in the day, right? Here comes Craig, he grabs a shield. He goes into battle. Here comes Mike. He grabs a shield. Here comes uh, Gary. He grabs a shield. But here comes Ronnie. Oh, duh, 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 duh. I'm Ronnie. I'm going to just pick up. Nope, I don't want a shield. That don't, that's too heavy today. I'm just going to pick up this bottle of water and carry on the war. What's going to happen to Ronnie? Ronnie going to be the one idiot that gets shot because he's from Tennessee. That's what happens. I'm not picking on this Ronnie. I just, I'm sorry. I know you guys thinking about Pastor Ronnie. That was not a dig at Pastor Ronnie. It totally was. If you don't pick up your shield 
it does no good. If you let everything that the enemy speaks to you go right in, there's no, there's no even no sense of even having a shield. You have yet to combat that. Sorry. You have yet to put up your shield to fight that. When the enemy says something to you, pick up your shield. He says you're sick. I'm sorry. The Bible says I am healed. He says uh, you will never get out of debt. I'm sorry. My God shall supply all my needs. He says you can't make any advance. Your, your boss is out for you. I'm sorry. I don't know what the word says about that, but you know what it says about that. Pick up your shield. He says that your kids are going to hell in a handbasket. I'm sorry. The Bible says if I train a child up in the way he's supposed to go when he's old, he will not depart from this. I don't care what he's into right now. He's not old enough to depart from this. Pick up your shield, you guys. He says your marriage is over. You pick up that shield. I have prayed. I believe. And the Bible says whatever I ask for, if I believe it, I shall have it. No, my marriage is not done. What men has called as dead, God called alive. What men has called as impossible, God called as possible. Even if this woman doesn't even like me right now, I'm picking up my shield. My marriage is not done. Pick up your shield. Stop being so easy. That shield was made for you. But some of you guys, it's not just not about picking up. You got your shield up, but maybe you got the wrong shield. You got the little tiny shield that you use when you're fighting in hand-to-hand combat. You don't have the full shield that you can stand behind. So some of the arrows are hitting you below the belt. Some of those arrows sting. Maybe you're able to to fight off the big ones because they don't come through. But it's the subtle ones that really gets through. The sneaky ones. The ones that you meditate on in the middle of the night. The reason you have anxiety and you sit up all night just worrying about them. Am I going to make that team? I give it in my all. Now my stomach is turning. I'm worried about you. Worried? I'm, ta- I'm, I'm speaking about a young lady named Jenna who was worried all weekend about making a team. Those are the little arrows that you allow to sneak in. Am I actually going to graduate? Am I actually going to get an A? Am I doing things right? Does my boss care? You're letting those little arrows sneak in. You don't have the. You don't. You have the wrong shield up. Put your full body armor up. Oh, man. I'm not saying I got this under control. Y'all understand? There's arrows that shot at me all the time. Even in my own household. Within my own child. I'm not talking about Ella. She's just as mean as Stevie. But Stevie is one of the most honest people you will ever meet. Lord, those arrows... Those arrows. Stevie has looked at me, and I mean, this is one of the things they like my kids like to joke about. Mama's the smart one. Daddy, you're just funny. <laughs> Those arrows come in. I often want to call them, get out of here. I tell, get out of here, Satan. I rebuke you. You know what I'm saying? Those arrows. I know I'm not dumb. I may have joked about that. I know I'm not dumb. Stevie has also been brutally honest to say, you know what? You are fat, daddy. <laughs> you, you know the kids, they pack me, but woo, putting a little weight there, buddy. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate you. Those are little arrows that sneak in. Those are the things that you really worry about. It's in the household. It's with your family, your kids. When your daughter looks at you and say, are you sure you're going to wear that? Those are little arrows. You know what I'm talking about. Your kids are always fashion. They're always like, ooh, I wouldn't wear that. But then they walk out looking like who did what for whatever. Just saying. Just saying. Those are little arrows. Get the right arrow. And realize that you're always in battle. 
I had to realize this early on in the war. In the war. I was thinking about marriage. Marriage, war. Hey, hey, hey you know. Uh, okay, never mind. Don't raise your hand. Someone marry, marry. Never mind. I had to learn, realize this early on in war. And I keep saying war. I'm sorry, baby. I'm not, I'm not referring to my relationship as war. That's not what I'm doing. Who is it hot in here? What I meant to say was marriage. That my wife can say things because she's from a different country, different culture, and she just says a straight, plain, um, black and white, straightforward. And because, I know you don't believe this, I'm the sensitive one. Whatever she says, I have to war here. And I have to put on my shield to realize she's not saying it to me because I will internalize what she's saying. She could be mad at the kids, which that is often. Thank you. Children for upsetting my wife. Um, she could make matter what's going on in other circumstances. And how she communicates to me, I have to put up my shield sometimes to realize she just wants me to listen and not let darts go through to affect my heart. Because I'm such a pansy, they affect my heart. I go home crying. Right? You got to be careful. Everything the enemy will use to shoot those fiery darts through. Sometimes they really do sting. That's why I love that he used the, the example of fiery dart because it's the flames. You know, you feel the heat from the impact. Boom! You feel the heat of the impact. And sometimes they do sting. It, it does hurt. Like, this, this seems, this is serious. Just thinking about the fact that Georgia never won up to this year, how bad they are. Like, it does sting. I mean, they got one year, woo, and another 30 years. They may have another year. You know what I'm talking about, Gary. Another 30. That stings, right? I'm just thinking, like, if you think about what stings. Okay, sorry. Hey, hey, that's messed up, Mr. James. We, we ain't bringing up Michigan in here. Uh, okay, we're going we're gonna to move on. I do represent the D at all times. All right. I also want to say, maybe the shield is not pointing in the right direction. Sorry about the popping. Maybe your shield is not pointing in the right direction. I can just picture it. Like, I mean, not everybody is fit for war. Right? I know we're all in battle, but I know there's some people that are less than stellar to be in war, you know, those little, they're, they're a little special, a little slow. So while everybody's marching this way, this person's marching this way. I can just picture it, right? So the whole line, they have a, a, a line of defense, and this one little slow individual is walking the other way. I wonder what's going on here. It's a butterfly. Oh, that's beautiful, right? Again, somebody from Tennessee, it's beautiful over there, Sterling. Okay. All right. All right, right. If your shield is pointing at the wrong direction or at the wrong person, you're missing it. You're still getting those arrow, those fiery darts are coming through. 
you got to make sure the shield's pointing this way. And how do I know your shield's pointing at the wrong direction? It's because everybody you come up with, you're, you're quoting a word against them. They say, how was your day? I'm, I'm, um, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I know that everything is healthy, well, and wise in my soul. Right? I don't care what's going on with you. I'm just, I just ask, how was your day? Right? You see, walking down the street. Bless you, I just speak the name of Jesus over your life and that you'll be healthy and healed. Like, what are you doing? I just ask you how you're doing. I think sometimes our shield is pointing at the wrong people in the wrong direction. Realize where your real attack is coming from. Again, I go back to this is not a physical battle. You're not about to line up and throw blows with anybody in this room. That's not just going to happen. And the order I get, the more I realize it. Because sometimes I just want to fight. I'm not even going to lie. Like, you know, sometimes I'm, go- I'm ready to go. But that's not the fight I'm in. You're in a spiritual battle. And what he does is he's attacking you here. That's why the word of God tells us to renew this daily. I, I, read, this, I read this story because I, I realize how important it is to get it here. You guys know who Will Smith is. Maybe you don't. It's the guy that smacked. Okay, maybe you do now. Right? Will Smith writes in his book that when he was younger, he had an experience in water where he, where he drowned. He remembered it very vividly. And to the point where he was reminding, he was telling a story in front of his mom about what happened. How he was in a pool, he was drowning. He remembered his mom coming up and grabbing him out the water, right, and saved his life. And until that point, he was like, I'm never going to water again. His mom is sitting there and goes... Willard, that's his name. That never happened. He was like, no, mom, I remember it vividly. I remember it happening. I see it clearly. That never happened. I don't know what mom you have or what experiences was, but this never happened. I tell you this because Will Smith had been definitely afraid of water based on something that he told himself in his mind and he imagined. It had controlled him to the point where he would stay away from being a dolphin like me. Right? That happens. We have believed lies in here that never happened. I wonder what lie have you been believing about yourself that never happened? You're believing a lie that you can't do something that never happened. I'm sorry. Let's slow that down one second. Have you actually took ownership of a lie that has formed in your life that you're now walking in it? And you don't realize that it's a lie. I guarantee you some of us in this audience have. Because that's how sneaky the devil is. And God tells us that if we put up that shield of faith as our first line of defense, before anything comes, the arrows that are coming against us, if we put up that shield of faith, those arrows won't come in. Now you can fix these things. You can fix those lies. Right? By believing the truth. You take up the rest of the armor, right? You put on the helmet of salvation. Realize who you are in Christ. Believe in the truth. Taking up the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. When you pick it, when you go in his word, you read his daily to find out what he has to say about your own life. Then you have to you have to daily meditate on the word. I'm speeding up, I'm going very fast. You have to daily meditate on the word so you can get it in your body. Get what I'm saying? God bless you. Okay. You have to chew on this thing on a daily basis. And the more you chew on it, the more that faith can grow. And it goes from that itty-bitty little shield to this full-fledged body shield. It don't start off as a big-fledged body shield. It start off like joey size shield, remember? You thought it was big, but it's really not big. It's only a word that you have. 
But I like this, that God says in his word. But add unto your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience brotherly kindness. For if these things be in you and abound, they will make you neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I learned that in Bible college. If you add these things to your faith, you'll be barren, you will neither be barren nor unfruitful in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. So no matter what the devil has to say to you, he won't win. Because we need to realize this in this audience. While we're in a spiritual battle, God already won. That's why he's only shooting arrows. Because he's not fighting us head on. He can no longer do that. He no longer has the privilege, the, the privilege, the permission to fight us head to head. All he can do is sneak in lies, deceptions. Did God really say that? I mean, I know his word says that you are healed, but that was old back in the day. Those gifts of the Holy the, the God, is, the spirit is gone. I know he says that your children will serve the Lord, but look how your child is. He's up in the club partying, drinking, doing who not will wear no wear. I don't even know what I was going to say, but you know what I'm saying. I know that's what the Bible says, but that's, that's old. I know he says, I know you can have a healthy relationship with people, and especially your spouse. But no, you don't have to do that. She should conform to your will. That was easy. I wish that happened. Lord Jesus. Do what I say, woman. It doesn't work. I probably have to sleep on the couch tonight. I don't. I'm joking. She sleeps on the couch, right? Because I make the rules in my house. Totally lying. Totally lying. All right. It would be easier. But that's not how the world works. So when the enemy tells you those lies and he's shooting those fiery darts your way, all you can do is pick up your, your shield of faith. Make sure you block them. And make sure that shield is big and strong and it's layered. Make sure you dip it in some water, which is the anointing. Right? Anoint that shield so that when those fiery darts come up against you, what is formed against you will not prosper. There's nothing the enemy can do, say, that will prosper against you if you don't allow it. So I thank you guys for listening. I'm going to close the prayer. If you'll bow your head and close your eyes. Father, I just thank you this day. I ask you, Holy Spirit, what is it that you want us to learn from today's message? I thank you, Lord. That is not about what I say, it's about what you're speaking to them. So right now, we're just going to take a moment and hear from you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord that we heard you clearly and that we will put to action whatever it is that you said. I seal this in your precious name, Jesus. Amen and amen. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.